okay, I don't like fame, so I don't want people talking about me. And I'm not going to do an interview about fame because doing an interview about fame is like, it's, it's, it, doesn't, it almost doesn't make sense. I'm going to do one of the biggest interviews in the world and tell you I don't like all the attention, but I'm going to naturally get the attention. It's like Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing. No fucking game. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle podcast. What's up with it? It's official. For the first time ever, we have Hip Hop Hustle podcast merch. From hoodies to T-shirts to hats and even slides, Go to the hiphophustlepodcast.com to get yours. All right, there we go. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast. I'm extremely excited about my next guest, the the one and only Play. Uh, too, too wise. So if you ever, please don't just Google Play like the normal spelling. It's too wise. Uh, the man is dropping some fantastic music. Gold on my lip came out the single it's doing amazing things uh you got watching what i do single that came out you got the geeked single and you got two albums that came out this year as well man uh and their features with chi crafty and it was legendary and big check is that right those two projects that came out this year as well man so busy year like when i listed out i'm like god damn so much work has been (laughs) put in man but it must be pretty cool to see like the body of work that's come out and that you've managed to achieve so far yeah man it's it's really exciting just uh because i took a break for a little minute so it's really exciting to just start releasing music again to see what fans is you know messing with more and i'm real i'm a real diverse artist because i'm a writer so it's real exciting to see you know what they you know attract to and all the different types of music i'm gonna be dropping what made you take a break? Uh, just, just mentally, I wanted to mentally get my headspace right. I was signed to a major label uh, at an early age, and I left the label. And after that, I just really didn't want to deal with music. But you know, I got my head right, and we got back to the music, and it's it's back to it. <laughs> Because it's it's so interesting to me to hear you say you don't want to deal with music. Cause- yeah, it wasn't the music per se. It's just everything that comes along with it, man. If I could just do music and be happy, oh, it'll be a blessing. <laughs> but it don't work like that. It's a lot of stuff that, you know, you got to go through and it's just, it is what it is. So d- did you manage to come to grips with like i'm okay with going through that now yeah 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 because i'm older and i'm more experienced so now i know what to look out for and you know how to handle things and different things like that but i'm way older so now i'm ready for you know just to get it back going because what was it in particular that you were like struggling with or dealing with like what parts because i'm assuming it's industry stuff that you are like coming to grips with yes it's that is the business side when i'm so young you know i really wasn't 
knowing the business side of it. But now I've learned a lot. So now I know I won't go through the same stuff that I did when I was a kid. But uh, yeah, just that and a lot a lot of the stuff, man, when you when you're around all of that, it just it's a lot. It's a lot when you don't have, you know, your mom and dad around because I came from Houston. So I was out in L.A. by myself making it happen. So it's a lot. Yeah, I feel like because this is a common theme that I'm noticing is like you're an artist. You ha- you just want to make your music. You want to make your art and you're like, hey, all I'm going to do is I'm going to be creative, my natural creativity. And then all of a sudden you do that and you realize that that's just a small part of all yeah. of it because you're dealing with people and lawyers and contracts and you're dealing with distribution and, and it just becomes this massive beast and overwhelming for a lot of people who are just like, Hey, I just want to make music. Make music, Real deal. Yeah. I got a good team. Now I got a good manager now been working with him for about six years. I'm now working with Erica with the formula PR. She's been having me moving around. So we getting back to it heavy though. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're back, man. It's always great to have, artists come back you know i think now you must be in a position where you have more energy you've made the commitment again where you're like all right now i know the deal i'm 100 percent in yeah 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 i'm with it i'm with it and i got a family now you know i got a little man so you know we gotta make it happen <laughs> how old's the little man before Oh, damn. So does he listen to your music? Like, does he hear oh. the stems? Oh, he loves it, man. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm playing or over here recording, he's over here with me. He loves it, man. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, he might follow in your footsteps. For sure. I'm for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know, one of the, the interesting things about you is like your ability to write. Because for anyone who doesn't know as well, you're you're a Grammy-nominated songwriter. You've got uh, a track that went platinum, and it was with Ludacris and Nicki Minaj. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I think the the track is My Chick Bad, just so for anyone who who wants to check it out. But (laughs) because to me, that's like, you know, bucket list items. Your name is all of a sudden like, okay, this shit is real and it's happening. Yeah. How do you deal with that in terms of like your your name is genuinely up for a Grammy? That's like to let forget about winning one being uh, like an unattainable. Just to be like you're up for a Grammy is ridiculous. How did yeah. you react? Where were you at in life when that happened? Well, like you said, like you said, that was like a big bucket list, man. I wasn't I wasn't expecting it at all. Uh, the record, like I said, the record, it was my record to begin with, but I, I didn't finish the verses on it. And I only laid down the hook. I was in a studio with a trackster. He's the producer. And um, he just hit me and was like, yo, Ludacris heard this, you know, the hook that you didn't want it. I told him to give it to him. He, you know, he recorded it, put Nikki on it, and uh, it everything was history from there. So everything was totally unexpected. So I mean, I I was definitely grateful for it. And Did he you kept ever- me on the hook. Yeah. So. Did you ever speak to Ludacris 
at all? Yeah, I got I got to meet him a couple times. I got to meet him a couple times. What was that like? Uh, it was cool. It was cool. I think the first time we met was a lot going on, so we really didn't we really didn't get to chop it up. But uh, yeah, like I said, I know how that be. You know, people have a lot going on, so it just wasn't the right time when we the first time we met. But but yeah, then the second time. <laughs> the second time we was in the studio, the second time I was in the studio with him, and I don't even think he knew that um, I was the guy that wrote uh, My Chick Bad, but it was a whole different experience. He was way cooler that time, and yeah. it was way better. Yeah, I think it's always like, I I say, I when I'm thinking about what I would do in your position, and I don't know if I would be like, hey, man, yeah, we've met before. Like, I wrote that song that, that went <laughs> platinum. <laughs> You know, that was me. Um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I eventually told him by the end of the session, but yeah, in the beginning, I don't think he really knew that I was the one that did it. Yeah. I feel like when you're that big, it's all a blur. Like you almost yeah, don't yeah. know. Like it's it's impossible to remember. For sure, for sure. And the first time we met, it was it was at like a party. It was at a party. And it was a whole lot going on. So I understand. Yeah. And then obviously Nicki Minaj went on the track. So it's one thing to like get ludicrous and then to have Nicki on it. You're like. Yeah, that was amazing, man. That was amazing. And that, that I mean, after that, she just took off after that. So like, I mean, it, it was amazing, bro. I think it was a dope experience for all of us. For real, for real. Because did you end up like touring or or anything like that like what ended up happening for you once you once it started to blow up like what was the the outcome on your end in terms of your career um i didn't do any touring with them but what what did happen was once that record took off and it started getting all of that exposure um I, my writing took off. So like I was I was getting hit up. I think I got hit up by the same producer, Trackster, that did the My Chick Bad. He hit me and was like, yo, Twister wanna want a record on that same field. So we did one for Twister. It's called I Do. Um yeah, it just all started happening from there. That's when I did the Kelly Rowland feature, and then everything just started happening after that one for sure. So then when you're writing for these people, what is that process like? Do you, are you just separated from them or are you meeting them and, and writing and going, hey, this is the vision? Like, what does that start to look like for you? Um, It's different. It's different with uh different people. Sometimes, like Kelly Rowland, for instance, I was in the studio with her when I did the feature with her. But uh, like that ludicrous situation i wasn't in a studio with neither one of them i i recorded that hook with the producer and they i guess they recorded that separately but most of the times uh they send me the record i'll do the idea and send it off but if we're in the same space that's when you know we'll be in the studio together do you have a preference of what is easier for you um i do like i like working alone by myself because I feel like when you are in the room with them, there's more pressure. And then it's like, 
you're not really thinking for yourself. You're trying to think for them too, because you're like, uh, they gonna like this or that. <laughs> like when I'm in here recording in my comfort zone, I record it and I send it. If they whatever they don't like, they tell me, then I can, you know, I make changes after. But at least I, you know, I did my idea first, sent it off. They tell me what's like, what's not like, I change it after. That's cool. But when I'm in there and that's, I feel like it's just eyes on me and it's like, well, I wanted to talk and feel like this and da, da, da. it's just it's too much, too much sometimes. You know, sometimes it's not. you know, it's funny because at first I was like, oh, I'd love to be in the studio with them. And then as you're talking, I'm like, actually, no, that sounds <laughs> fucking awful yeah. to have someone no, I mean, over your shoulder. Yeah. Like I said, it depends on like who you who you in there with like sometimes it won't be like that but it is sometimes they'll be you know they they want it a certain way so yeah no i i'm with you i'm like hey i don't mind having a conversation with you at the beginning just to be like hey what's the what's the idea what are we trying to get and then yeah let me have some time to think and let me have some time to like process everything that you're looking for yeah 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 <laughs> Oh man. I mean, it's it's wild because I don't think I've ever really deeply thought about what it's like writing songs for somebody else or writing lyrics for somebody else and and the headspace you have to get into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I mean, you can't overthink it. That's when you, you know, when you start overthinking it, that's when it really just you start getting writers block and you just it's just a little too much on you. When you just go into it and you go off the vibe, like me, I go, I listen to a record. I think I hear a melody first. I lay the melody down. After I lay that melody down, I go in there and I put words over the melody. But before I do any of that, I try to come up with a concept. <clears throat> a concept for the whole record first. It's, it's ways to do it. Yeah. And not yeah. make it so stressful on yourself. Have you had people that are like, hmm, this is like I I asked for this. It's not it, and we, they just scrap the project. Like, have you ever had people who are just like, for whatever reason, are just like, I don't know what it is. It doesn't feel right, or they just you don't click. Like, no. how do you handle that? Um, I've had uh, I I recently worked with an artist um, that I wrote a record for, and it was for a uh, basketball team. And the record was really dope. The management loved it. He loved the artists even loved it. And I think what the problem was, the tone of my voice, the way I recorded it, and the tone of the artist's voice, it don't match. So when the artist records it, it's not the same vibe. So mm-hmm. it not that may happen sometimes. And that way, maybe I have to go back and re-record the record or change words to make the tone different to fit his vibe but maybe uh something like that'll happen but no i haven't had nobody be like nah we we're not you know we we're not using this because you're making the actual like you're making the record like you're actually making the song and then are they just coming in and going okay and emulating exactly what you did yeah i mean Sometimes, yeah, I won't say all of them, but sometimes, yeah, they do that. I'll give them the record and they just re-record the whole record. 
Sometimes they just need hooks. So I'll send a hook. Sometimes they'll leave me on the hook like Ludacris did. That was my voice screwed and chopped. So he was just like, let's just leave him on there, I guess. So he just left me on there. Some people might be like, no, I don't want to leave him on there. I don't even want him to get no credit for for that. So I'm going to redo it because I want more of the credits. So, you know, it just depends on the person. And how do you feel about like when (laughs) they don't want you to get that much credit? I mean, I ain't tripping. As long as my name on there and I'm getting something, hey, run it. Cause yeah, it's just it's just weird to me. Like, as a hip hop fan, as someone who's grown up listening to the music, there is always a part of me that I'm trying to reconcile of how do I accept that a lot of rappers that I like and a lot of musicians that I like don't make their own music that they've got someone like you who makes the music almost does the creative process and all they're doing is coming in and I'm I'm simplifying it obviously but they all they're doing is they're coming in and they're putting their own spin on it but like you did most of the work it feels like and they're just coming in and the like it, I don't know it feels strange to me to and yeah, how I'm, to feel about it yeah 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 i mean I would say this when when you think of it in a rapper aspect, I don't think rappers use writers as much, maybe for like hooks, hooks and hooks ideas, but most rappers be like they don't they don't want you to write their verse. You know what I mean? Most of them be like, I don't want you to write their verse. But you do get a couple rappers here and there be like, yo. If you write a dope verse, I'll take it. I'll, I'll redo it. So, yeah, send a verse too. Send verses too, just so I can hear it. It's just, it depends on the person. <laughs> it's just so weird to me. It's just like, yeah. because the strangest thing is those people will still say they're the best rapper alive. Yes, they will. And it's like, you cannot be the best rapper if you don't write your own rhymes every time. Like, that, there is a difference. <laughs> like, I'm just going to say it. Like, you may be the best musician. Like you can argue you're the best musician, but you cannot argue you're the best rapper because if you're a rapper who doesn't write their own rhymes, then that ain't, that's not it. I, I agree. I agree, man. I agree. I can't, I, I, I see no lie in that statement. <laughs> <laughs> At all. Well, I, 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 cause, and then the flip side to me is like, also, like, as a musician and as an artist, I'm like, well, it would save me a fuckload of time. It's going to get new lens, new ideas on it that I may not have seen. And, like, i got to get a project out in the next 12 months and I've got tours and I've got all these commitments. And I'm like, i got, like, three hours in a studio. I don't have time to come up with an idea from scratch. I need at least an idea or at least something to work off. And so when I think of it from that level, I'm like, it makes sense because I'm just trying to make the best music I can. And so that's the part of me that's like, well, as long as you create dope music, who cares? And so that's where, yeah. I feel like most, I feel like most people that do go into writing, that's, that's the reason it is. Well, the bigger names, if you, if you want to say the bigger names, I feel like if they do get somebody to write something for them, that's probably one of the reasons because they're moving so much and 
they they won't be able to spend as much time as they want to in the studio to make sure you know that everything is sounding i guess alike or something but that's probably one of the main reasons why a-list artists would get a writer to write something yeah i mean i honestly as long as they say i've got writers i couldn't care less yeah like, yeah yeah it's it's the ones that have writers who claim i don't have writers who clearly have writers that really <laughs> pisses me off because I'm like, yeah. like you, you know, you can hear there are certain writers that you know that there's a style. You have a style where, like, mm-hmm. you can hear that there is a specific style, a specific cadence. One of the people I think about, you know, Sci High, the Prince. Yeah. He's done a lot yeah. of writing work. You can hear the complexity in his bars, and then when yeah. someone out of the blue all of a sudden has those bars, you're like, oh, geez, I wonder how they only had it for one song out of uh-huh. their whole track list. Yeah. And so that's the that's the weird thing to me is like, if you're going to use writers, just say you use writers, but you just have to accept that you're transitioning out from being the greatest rapper alive to just, hey, just going <laughs> to be a great musician, which is, yeah, which is sure. also fine. Like that's fine yeah. if you want to be just the best musician. Real deal, real deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I mean, it, it it sounds like you don't need writers because, I mean, you spend all your time writing, so it must be a pretty natural process for you to do your own music. Is like it must feel like just pretty easy at this point if you're constantly making songs. Well, yeah, I mean, it... I wouldn't say easy. I do feel comfortable writing, especially in my own space. I feel comfortable. But as a writer, man, like I said, as an artist, it's hard like putting out a certain sound because I'm a writer. I can do so many sounds. I want to release so many different things. And people telling me like, oh, you, you should only stick with one sound. Like it's hard for that's hard for me. Because you, I'm a rock. Do you agree though that you should stick to one sound? I'm me personally, no, I don't agree. But Why? I I do hear that a lot. Why? What what makes you think it's better to deviate? Um, I feel like I feel like well with my fans, I feel like you getting a you not a gift for se, but you getting a surprise every drop. You never know what you're gonna get from me. You know, other other than me dropping the same thing every single time. I mean, and you know what's going to come. It might be a little better every single time, but it's the same shit. So, like, with me, I like I like challenging myself. I like doing different things. As long as it sounds good and it fits good to my soul and the vibe is right, I don't see why not drop it. Why not? That's how I feel, but you know, it's a it it's a lot of people that you know they say you need to go with one sound. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think if you can do it, you should have variety in your music. I, like I, sometimes I think it's a crutch to some people that they can only do one sound, one type of music, and then all of a sudden the game evolves. And then all of a sudden, you're corny as shit because that's like 
five years ago and you haven't updated your sound, you can't go to new beats, you can't go to new flows, you're not experimenting enough. I mean, personally, I think the best artists are the ones who do complex things and they constantly challenge themselves. They're constantly trying to do something new. Those are Mm -hmm. the best ones. Like no greatest artist has ever said, I'm just going to stick in my own lane the whole time. I'm just going to do yeah. the same thing again that I did on my last project. And, and I can't, I can't, man. It's, it's, it, I, my body won't let me. My body, <laughs> it, it won't, man. It won't. So that, I mean, that's what I've been battling, battling with. So um, with, with my manager, man, we, we figuring it out though. We got, we got uh, a lot of projects set aside. We're just trying to figure out the right times to drop certain sounds and, you know, how how it's gonna take and we just we trying to figure it out but we definitely have the music so how many projects have you got ready i have i have a island rhythmic album called long star that's done and ready i have a, a female for the late uh, a project for the ladies called her favorite playlist that's 80 percent done and I have a another little project that's for the fellas that's just more rappy, chill vibes. And that's more like an EP style. And that's about done as well. So that's three projects. And then we have about four singles and videos that's already shot and done. Just we're trying to plan the releases for. Damn. So you got like your 2024 done and dusted already. Oh yeah, man. Like if we wanted to, yeah, we could, we could, but not, like I said, man, it's so much more than just dropping. I mean, man, you gotta, you gotta wait two weeks. And if you really want a, a real great uh, drop and you want it to reach playlists and stuff, you need at least two weeks in advance to put it on all the, uh, the apples, the Spotify's and all of that. So it's it's a lot of steps going into dropping one record. So we just got to like, we don't want to waste anything. We don't want nothing to get overlooked, you know, because we rushing and we like it so much and we just want to drop it. So it, it's a lot, man. And it's just us. So we trying to make it work. Yeah, man. But at least, you know, my biggest fear as like someone who does interviews and creates this type of content, my biggest fear is running out. And like, that's always my scariest thing is like, (laughs) oh shit. If I like my, I would be frightened if I had two interviews, that's it. And I'm done. And I'm like, fuck me. The end is too close. (laughs) You know, I've got to, and I got to keep finding people to speak to. So like at the very least, it must feel at least like, okay, I know that I have projects that are done, that are completed, that are ready for release. And now mm-hmm. I can make music without pressure in the sense yeah. of like, there's no real time pressure for me to like quickly get something out. Cause I haven't dropped music in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause um, the, the thing is I like, I don't record every day, but I record almost every other day. So like besides the projects on my computer alone, it's just, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you how many just songs on here, just undone finished i just started just a whole bunch of just ideals and a lot of work 
Yeah. Because this is my room. I wake up and come straight here. So it's the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's like, it's interesting because, you know, I think until you've said a couple of things, it's not something I, that I actively think about, but it's like, I think that some people will get into the trap of if I start a song, I have to finish making the song. And it's yeah. like, you know, almost they've got paralysis of I have to finish this one thing before I move on to the next thing. Yeah. But like the more I pay attention, the more it's like I only make that song until it feels right for me to go. And then when it doesn't feel right anymore, I stop and I let it go and I can't go to something else. I was just about to tell I'm just about to say that. That's how I used to beat myself up in here. I was sitting here. If I can't get through a song, I used to like, I'm not going to another one. No. I'm not moving until I finish it. But now, like you just said, as soon as I just feel like I'm at a block, I stop and I just move on to a whole nother idea. And then I'll come back to that like two, three days later and I'll I'll get it right in right in within 10 minutes, finish the whole song. So that's I figured that part out. I never rush it. I never push it. If it I'll stop. Once I once I'm running out of ideas, I stop and move on to another beat. How long did it take you to figure that out? Oh uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Years. I've been beating myself up a while about it. So yeah, I've been beating myself up a while about it. But like I say, the past few years, the past three, four years, I didn't figure it out. So I didn't just I'll leave a track alone, move on to the next because you don't even have to stop. That ain't even got to mess up. I used to let that mess up my whole vibe, mess up my whole mood. I don't even want to record no more. So now, you know, I don't even let it mess up my vibe anymore. I'll just go to the next record, start working on that one, and keep it moving. I would totally be like you. I would be like, fuck this <laughs> shit. Like, you know, this is just bullshit. Like, I just, I, I can't, I'm not a writer. I'm not this. Like, you know, that's it. I'd, and then I come back tomorrow and I'm like, this still sucks. And I'm still annoyed no. <laughs> about la- yesterday. And it would just, yeah, it would just fuck up my whole vibe. Like it would just Yeah, most it. of the time it's just overthinking, man. We just overthink ourselves. That's all it is. So have you learned how to trust your natural instinct more? Yeah. Yeah. Like when I when I pull up a beat, man, as soon as I hear a beat that I like, I try to pull it up as fast as I can. And get get the melody out, get the idea out. I try to pull up as fast as I can. Even if I ain't by that, I got voice note. Voice note, best friend. I get the melody and idea out ASAP. So, so, so is that the crucial part for you at the beginning is get the melody? Like, what do you find yeah. is the first tick that you need to hit? Oh, yeah. Melody, melody. If 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 you can have if you can have a motherfucker leave the room humming it, you win it. He ain't even got to know your lyrics. If he humming it, you win it. You got him a little bit. So, like, I go out melody first. Melody. If you can if you can get them catchy melodies where you can have them humming it, they ain't even got to know. Because you got to think about other people overseas. Everybody don't know English. so But everybody can hum a song, especially if it ain't too, you know, too crazy. So, like, if you can figure out the right cadence and bounce and catchy words, you, you in the game. Yeah. You, it's it's not you you don't need to overthink it. I have said on this show before, like there is a real art of making a song that people can sing to 
or that can like remember like the hook. They're yeah. like catchy hooks are like gold. Like yeah. that is just the thing. It's the earworm. You can't get rid of it. It sticks in your head and you're like, at first you hate the song and then you love it and uh, then you hate it again <laughs> for being in your ear for so long. Yeah. Like that's the, that's. I mean, the you secret. won't even remember the words. You won't even remember the words sometimes and you just humming it and you like, I know that it's in my head and it's stuck, but like, that's when you know, like, all right, they did, they did, they shit on that. They got it. They got it. I don't even like this record and I'm humming it. So like, yeah. Yeah. It's weird though that like, it's only music that does that. Like I don't yeah. have movies running in my head all day. It's, no. it's only songs and, and music that like sticks with you like that. Yeah. That's why they say words is powerful, man. Music is music. I don't know what a world would be without music. I couldn't even imagine it. I couldn't imagine it, bro. We will be, it, it will be wild, wild west everywhere. Real yeah. deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen like lots of, and I should always take this with a grain of salt, but whenever you see anything on TikTok or Instagram, you're like, oh, that's cool. Um, but I've seen like lots of like videos about like musical vibrations and what it does to people and like what it does to their emotional energy and that what you listen to very much influences your life and influences your mood. And so if you are careful and deliberate with what you listen to, you can actually elevate your vibrations and your energy. I believe that a hundred, a thousand percent. I believe that. Yes. I mean, you see Andre 3000 just dropped the album with no lyrics. Like that's telling you something right there. He said, we don't, at this point of stage, we don't need lyrics. We need something that's going to smooth our mind. He said the flutes and stuff, like, is a us. So, like, that tells you right there. How did you feel about that project? I haven't even got through the whole thing, but just from the little that I heard, like, it's just, it's bringing creativity out of me. Like, I could sit and just write to the instrumentals. Like it's, 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 it brings creativity out of you. It calms me down. I ride around with my kids to it <clears throat> yesterday. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's weird because like this is number one. This is not the project I thought Andre 3000 would ever At all. drop. At all. Like I, I know there were rumors about him dropping a project for a long time. And, <clears throat> and you know, I kind of, and there's been rumors about him not dropping like very rapidy rap project. Mm-hmm. I I the last thing I expected was a flute <laughs> the the whole whole time. But it's weird because this is and this is obviously again I, I listened to his interview when he's talking about he fame fame is a curse and he dislikes fame. But I also if he wasn't Andre three thousand, if he wasn't famous, no one would listen to that. You're right. You're right. So like, it, it's it's really weird because I get what he's saying, but if yeah. it wasn't for his name, we wouldn't even consider it. I can't name one fluid. I can't even say what's a fluid fluid. Flu, what's a flute artist? Is that a fruition? Is that how you say it? I don't know. Um, no either. But I I'll say that I do get what he's saying. Like man, like I said, if I could just make music, bro. And just be out of the way and don't have to deal with half of the shit, bro. Like, oh my God, that would be the most awesome thing in the world. But 
it 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 will never happen. It it whatever comes with the the music comes with fame. You got to deal with the you know the paparazzi in your face. Everybody in your business, you know, you have no more privacy. It it's just it's a lot that go with it, man. Family starting to turn on you, switch it because now you got money, all this money. So now people acting different, and now it's just, it's a lot, bro. It's a lot. So. If I get what he's saying, man, if, if if it was a way where you can do your stuff and just like just go under the radar, I mean, dog, that would be awesome. But like you said, how would people know your music? How would you elevate? How would you know? I don't know. Well, I mean, the, my counter to that for Andre 3000 is he could have released that project under a pseudonym. He could have just come out with a As different a, yeah. name and and just been like, okay. I don't like fame, so I don't want people talking about me. And I'm not going to do an interview about fame because doing an interview about fame is like it's it's it doesn't it almost doesn't make sense. I'm going to do one of the biggest interviews in the world and tell you I don't like all the attention, but I'm going to naturally get the attention. It's like it doesn't it contradicts itself in terms of the actions. Um but like yeah. I also get it cuz every artist is naturally wanting some sort of attention like there's something about an artist I, I know i want attention i don't do this because i'm like all fulfilled and and there's something out there that i'm that i'm seeking as part of doing this but it just i don't know it just feels strange to me the the i think if he really wanted to stay anonymous he could have yeah i mean not Past a certain point, he, not him, man. He was part of one of the biggest duo rap groups, man. It's a rap for him. It, it was too late after that. That I agree <laughs> with. That I actually agree with. Like, it, yeah. It's too late after that. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes you think about the artists who wear masks. Of like, I kind of yeah, get why yeah. you wear a mask now. Not that, not that. Is that that's a good idea. You get... You can wear a mask, be an artist that wear a mask, then yeah, you can go every day living a regular life. They would never know. Yeah, and all you, all you have to do is- Somebody tried that before. I've seen that somewhere. Somebody tried that before. Um, oh, what's I think that? I've seen somebody. Yeah, it's uh the artist, MF Doom. He wore a mask. Yeah, the little, the the thing that come down like that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, so like it, it could be done. That is a good idea. I never, I literally never thought of that. Yeah, I interviewed uh, an artist, Great God. Um, mm -hmm. He wears um, like a, a balaclava, so like it's a mask, and he hasn't shown his face yet. So it's like he said he will at some point, but I can't. I like I get it now. I get it. Like at at a certain point, it becomes extremely difficult to do the things that you want to do like one of my favorite things is going to my barber and getting a haircut yeah and like for that to be over is like that would suck that would be the worst yeah yeah for sure that it's a i mean bro it's a it's a lot man it's a lot bro it's a lot when you get that when you get that spotlight spotlight and you get all you know it's a lot it's a lot you must think about it differently when you've got a family as well like oh yeah, it doesn't just sure. impact you it impacts your whole like everyone associated with you oh yeah 
For sure. For sure, bro. In a big way. Like right now, I'm in a I'm in like grind grind mode. So like I have to be going a lot. Like I'm traveling here and here, working, working with the manager and stuff. So I when I'm here with my son, like I try to spend as much time with him because I know right now this is the this is what it is right now. I got a boom, 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 boom to try to make it happen. Yeah. But have you have you thought about what will happen when you naturally grow? When you naturally get bigger? Yeah. I I definitely thought about it. And and I've I've tried to plan it out in my head and you know. I think I can make it work now because like I said, I'm older. I know, you know, I know what comes with it. I know, I know what to look out for. I know what not to look out for. I know not to do dumb shit, you know, (laughs) just to get in trouble. So I just know for sure I can handle it more now. Yeah. I, it's great to hear, man. I think like the feeling comfortable in your own skill and feel it, in your own skin and feeling ready for the next thing is a very peaceful place to be. And you must feel quite comfortable and relaxed knowing that, Hey, I'm ready for the next step that comes. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially I got, I got a manager that I really love now, man. We go back. He's not only my manager, he's my friend. So like, I'm really, I'm, I'm ready now. Like, I feel like we, you know what I'm saying? We ready. I got support. I got the support with me and um, we we definitely, we got the music, we got the support. So we really just waiting on, you know, the right situation to present themselves to us so we can, you know, take it to the next level. Yeah. Can I ask you about, because um, I read uh, an interview that you did or, or a conversation that was had that when you were younger, you had your mom built like a makeshift studio in your house? Yeah. She she built a studio on the back of the crib. Yeah. Can you tell no me about worries. that? How did that happen? Oh, man. So I think I was just, at that time, I was in school, and I was just always doing music, man. And I remember I asked my dad. I don't know if I asked him, could he build me a studio? I don't know what I asked him, but I remember he told me no at first. And then my mom was like, my mom was like, I can't remember exactly what she told me, but she was like, you know what? If if this really what you want to do, I'm going to support you and I'm going to do it. And she she built me like a, it was a real studio. It was like a, a building. It was like a shack building. And they had the, they had my face on the wall. They had the booth with a glass window. Uh, we had the foam everywhere. I wish I had a picture of it, man, but it was dope. But she built me a real studio in the backyard and that's where I was really like, that's where it started. Fuck me. Like that sounds amazing. I'm tr- I'm picturing it in my head and it sounds like a legit studio. Like oh, it sounds it was, like she did research. She was like, I got to figure out how to soundproof. I got to get the sound perfect. Like I, it's almost like I imagine her standing in the room, just going like, mm, still too much echo in here. I got to yeah. figure now, it out. My, my mom is uh, naturally a, a decorator, man. She can really decorate some shit up. So like 
I told her, I told her we needed pads and all that. And I told her about how I wanted a glass window so I could see through. So I helped her out with telling her what needed to be there. But yeah, as far as the like getting my face on the wall and the whole look, she she went crazy, man. I love her for it. She started yeah. she started it off. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets she gets some huge credit. Oh yeah, she gets huge credit for that. I know she I know she probably regretted it afterwards because boy, I I stayed in that mug and talking about late, late school nights. I don't care. <laughs> she was bringing my lunch in there, dinner in there. I was in there. So I know she regretted it a little bit, but she seen that it paid off. So Yeah. Oh, I would be like, <laughs> you're eating in the house. Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> yo, I got all the homies coming through the house, coming around. And she's like, what is going on? Oh, that would be the first thing I would do is like, you guys got to check this out. This is the coolest <laughs> yep. thing. Yeah. Yeah. We stayed in there, man. We did everything in there. That was it. Do they still have that place? No, nah, we actually moved, but I did. I've been back to Houston. And the last time I went by the house, I still, I couldn't go in their backyard, but from the backyard, you can see the building. So the building is still in their backyard. So I don't know. One day I'm going to go knock on the door and actually be like, Hey, I used to live here. I do music. I just want to see what y'all did to the, you know, the studio that used to be back there. But it's still there, but I don't know what they did with it. I don't know if it's a storage room or what they did now. Hey, your face might still be in there. Oh, that would be funny as hell. (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny, man. (laughs) Why? Like, it's weird to me because I'm like, would you buy a house with a studio if you didn't use it? Me? Depending on how bad I wanted the house, yeah, because I would if if I didn't use it, I would just make it into something else. That's why I said because when I went by the house, the building is still there, so I know they ain't just tear the building down. So it's either they using it for storage or they using it for like I don't know (laughs) a back uh, maybe a man cave or something. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing I was thinking about. If it's got sound padding on there, I'd be like. Yeah. cinema room or whatever uh-huh. like you could make Something it like that. real good because it was a nice size too so it could be like a little man room i could see that yeah yeah you definitely need to go back and to, i know I, I gotta see it yeah i mean it would be cool to to bring your son and be like hey this is where i grew up i used to have a studio here like this that's is what a good idea yeah i'm gonna go back for show and i'm gonna get it on camera because i want to see it yeah, man, I want to see it. Selfishly, I'm like, I want to see <laughs> see how that looks now. No, nah, for sure. So you, you did mention, obviously, your mom and I'm sure your dad as well, they were like a little bit of regret with the amount of time you spent looking. I mean, it's hard to tell where your, your kid's life will go. You only see them at the very beginning and you're yeah. like worried. Mm-hmm. Now that you are where you are, have you seen – the dynamic shift of like they find they they've at some point they've seen the amount of work pay off and they've seen your vision come to life. Oh yeah, oh yeah. When um when I first came home with the my my plaque for my chick bad, they they was like, okay, all right, you got it, you got it, do your thing. 
you got it. I guess this is what you're supposed to be doing. Do you think? So I've never, from then on, I've haven't had any anything bad about me doing music from now. Yeah, I'll, I would be shocked. Full if, support. Yeah, I would be shocked if you went platinum and then they're like, "Man, you just not it." <laughs> I'd be like, "I'm platinum." No, <laughs> no my my dad actually like. After after my mom built the studio, my dad started managing me. My dad was managing me in the beginning, so he 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 definitely supported as well. Yeah, was he was he a tough manager? Um, he wasn't tough. He really let me do my thing. He let me do my thing. I wasn't really too too of a headache though. You know, I did get in my little troubles here and there, but. For the most part, he let me do my thing, and you know, I let him manage, and yeah. Hey, was it was it a weird was it a tough conversation to be like, hey, Dad, I'm gonna go get a real manager, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'm gonna go get a, a manager uh, who's a professional manager. No, he 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 understood, and at that time, he had I had a little sister. I mean, he had he had a daughter, so I had a little sister, so. He needed to be home more than, you know, following behind with me. So at that point, he was like, yeah, it's time, you know, go ahead and, you know, do your thing. And I'm going to still support you. Let me know whatever you need. Yeah. Well, man, I think, you know, having the support, even just knowing you've got the emotional support does wonders for just feeling like you can just go and chase your dream and not really worry. Do people have your back or not? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, that's the only reason I've been able to last this long, bro. My support. I have a lot of support, man. A lot of people that believe in me. And, you know, I got I to gotta keep going for them. Yeah. Well, it's been paying off, man. That's the, I mean, that's that's what we can see. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do next, hearing your projects. Um, the music videos are dope, so it's like, You've got the momentum going in the right direction. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Let me. Uh, what I did want to ask you was about grills. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think you already know, but so you're a massive fan of grills. I've never worn grills personally. I think it would be really weird for me in my life to just put on <laughs> grills. Um, it's not the vibe that I give off ever and my family. Oh man, my manager got one, man. My manager got one. He wear it. Um, my manager got one. So, but yeah, I like, what is it about grills that like stick out to you? Oh man, it's just a, it's just an extra tool, man. It's just an extra tool. It's an extra jewel piece, man. It like, Especially in Texas, it's just a big culture thing. Everybody rock grills, bro. From platinum to gold grills. Most of us, we get it diamonds. Like Miami style, they they rock like pure golds. It's just like solid golds. Texas, we like, we more diamond out. We full diamonds, VVs, everything just shining. That's how we like it. But it's always been a culture me growing up, that's all I've grew up on. I've seen everybody with grills, from my cousins to the rappers I'm um, growing up to, looking up to Lil Flip, Bumby, the ESGs, like everybody rocking grills. So that's all I've known. Well, I, I remember the song from Nelly and Grills, mm-hmm. and 
that's the first time I ever heard of grills. And I just remember Rob the jewelry store and let me get me a grill. And I'm yeah, like, man. yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds so good. Like, <laughs> oh, that just, it just hit me. I was, yeah. I, I remember playing that song on repeat. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had that on repeat. Cause I had grills. I had top bottom at that time. I was grilled out. I was grilled. Yellow diamonds, white diamonds. I was grilled out. <laughs> oh gosh. And, so, and ask me where they at now. Don't know. I done lost all of them. That's the worst thing. I cannot keep up with grills. Yeah, I got that, a whole, I got a case for this one now, but that was that I, was what I was gonna ask you is like, do you have all your grills? Like, do you know where no, they are? No. I know, I know like Three, three of the times I've thrown, I've actually thrown them away. Like I'll be eating out and I'll put, I'll take it out, put them in a napkin and I'll just have the napkin on the table and I'm talking, chopping it up. We eating and people come by. Oh, you want to take, yeah, take everything. And I'm just a talking and I leave and I'm in the car and I'm like, well, hold on. What the hell my grill? And by that time, oh, bro. I know I went back a few times looking through garbages. I'm having the people look through. Never found it. Honestly, if I was a server and I was like, okay, I'm going to get me some grills. <laughs> it ain't nothing you can do with that, man. You melt that down. You It ain't nothing you can do with that. Yeah. Uh, so funny, man. Because like, yeah, it's just, it must be such a cultural thing. Cause like no one wears grills in Melbourne. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I've, it is. I don't see anyone with grills here. Um, it's, it's definitely is, bro. It is. It's a cultural thing for sure. Yeah. I mean, I lose my sunglasses like no tomorrow. That's oh, the thing that I'm I lose. Horrible. I'm horrible with them too, bro. I'm I reckon horrible. I spend so much money on sunglasses that I've already bought and that I've lost. Oh, I swear, bro. I brought, I bought glasses. I bought glasses. <coughs> I, think, <coughs> I think they was like some Supras. I forgot how much I paid for them. I bought them, lost them the same day. I swear. So mad. You know, I'm going to have to start getting the, the gold chain, the, the necklace <laughs> holders for my son. Because yeah. like, I mean, that old man look, but like, now Not I know really why, good. because they should have them. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's fine. I'm bad. Yeah, that's what I'm going to buy, actually, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's coming up to summer down here, so Get I'm going to be down. Get a bus down one, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's huh. just a uh, yeah, I mean, it's just weird. Like, I don't know what it is about them. Like, I lose them, I lose pens. Like, I don't. I didn't have like every time's like something. Do you have a pen? I'm like I've lost every pen I've ever owned. I swear I do too. I gotta keep me a lot, man. I got I got a lot right here. I lose them. I'm yeah. surprised I got this many right here <laughs> at reach for real. Now I know where mine have gone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're just collecting all of yours. <laughs> um. But yeah, man. I think like you know, as I said, I think. You know, it's exciting to see, you know, even as we've been talking, I can feel the energy. I can feel the passion that you've got and where you're going next. So, like, it is evident that you're, like, you're feeling good. I think that comes out in your music. I think that comes out in in as we talk. So, 
yeah, it's just exciting to see people like you do well. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, we got, I got a, uh, I got a single, my next single dropping is called Nothing to Something, which is really dope. It's, uh, it's really letting the fans know, like, never, just never give up. You can, you can have it all and lose it all in the same day, or you can have nothing and get it all in the same day. So just always stay humble and just keep going no matter what. Like, <clears throat> That's the biggest message. Yeah. Yeah. And when is that single due to drop? Uh, We're going to drop it. We don't have a date for it, but I think we're going to drop it either. If if not next month, it'll be literally the first week of January. Yeah. Hey, it's those, those New Year vibes. Yeah, yeah, you know, holidays is everybody be, you know, on a holiday thing. So we just don't, we're trying to plan it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. You don't it's want like, it to be lost in the South. It's a, it's a weird time for like projects because it's like people aren't really focused on that. They're focused on like, yeah, just getting away and, and forgetting about life. Yeah. And half of the music industry shuts down at Christmas. You know, everybody like, like, ain't no labels working. Ain't nobody in the office. Everybody is off with their family for Christmas. Yeah. So yeah, we just trying to we we want to drop it at the right time. But that that's the next one coming. And then you got to make your way down to Australia and have uh, a warm oh, Christmas. Of course, man. Of course, I got to. Yeah, I got my passport, so it ain't nothing but a hop in the jump. Yeah, and then, and then it's a long plane ride. I'm not going to lie to you; it's it's long, but it's worth it. What about twelve hours? Way more. It took me because I flew to New York recently. Um, so the whole trip took me about twenty seven hours. Oh gosh! But to be fair, I had connecting flights, so I had to fly to Sydney, then to New Zealand. But my New oh. Zealand flight, so New Zealand straight to New York, was seventeen hours. Okay, yeah, that's long, bro. How how long was your layover? Only a couple of hours. Okay. I just... went to I went to Georgia Tbilisi a few times. You know where that's at? No. Georgia Tbilisi. Oh, is that um in the States? No, it's it's right under Russia. Oh, it's Georgia. Strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Georgia Tbilisi. I went there a few times and my uh I had the I had a layover in Turkey and that mug every lay every time I went, the layover was like six hours. I gotta tell you, Turkey's the shittest airport. One of the worst. Oh my god, they so mean in that airport, bro. I hate it. I hate it, bro. That was like one of my first times traveling overseas. So like I was really confused and I'm by myself. So I'm traveling. I'm trying to get money. I'm like, yo, I'm asking people, where do I get money? They looking and like, I don't know. I don't know. Like scared. That's how I guess I, I shouldn't have had my grill and all. I, yeah. I should have been dressed like a rapper, but God dang. Yeah. They wasn't friendly at all. No, I remember when I was flying, cause I was flying from the middle East to uh, Amsterdam. And so we had a two hour flight to Turkey and then I had a 45 minute layover in Turkey between flights. And so me and my friend land and the line to get through security is out the door. 
And I'm like, fuck, we're going to miss our flight. So I say to one of the guys, I'm like, hey, my flight's in like 30 minutes. Can we go? And he's like, nah, the line's moving. So I stand in line for another five minutes and it goes nowhere. And I'm like, look, please, can you let us through? Like my flight is going to leave. So he's like, okay. He lets me cut in. But then as soon as they see me cut in, everybody else cuts in and it just turns to chaos. And then like all of a sudden the people are running the security belt. The security stops and it's like, they put my bag here and I'm like, put my bag on that one. That one broke, get me through. It was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced, but it was like the inmates running a prison all of a sudden. Did I make it? Yeah, we made it. We made it just. <laughs> um, but, like, it was wild. I was like, I don't know how they run this airport because they just yeah. seem to not care at all. And it's a big airport, bro. Yeah. It's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, you get good at the more you travel, the, the better you get at navigating airports. You kind of yeah. know the tricks and, like, the just how to do it. Yeah, for sure. Because like I said, that was my first time. And I was like, oh, hell, I'm not. Yeah, that Turkey Airport was not the friendly <laughs> airport I've No, all. no. But like, yeah, there are much better airports out there. i got to say, Melbourne Airport's actually not very good. I'm not a fan of our, <laughs> our airports kind of shit. Um, but like, there are some good ones out there. Like, Singapore Airport is really good. Oh, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I'm going to have to come out there, bro. I'm going to have to get out there. It's one of these times, man. Do some type of music out there. Yeah, well, if you want to avoid the winter, you know where to go. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's how you double up on summer. You're like, hey, I just want the heat. You just come down for our summer, and then you leave when it's starting to get cold, and you get your summer again. Yeah, yeah. That's Liddy. That's Liddy. But, yeah, man, I only have one more question for you. It's the only question that I plan on the show. Uh, It's the toughest question that I ask. But if you had to recommend one album that everybody should listen to at least once to get an appreciation of, can be any genre of music, cannot be your own music, what would it be? If I could ask that question one more time. If you had to recommend one album that everybody should listen to at least once, to get appreciation of or just to like listen to cannot be your own music can be any genre of music what would it be oh man wow that's hard bro see that's really hard because i'm a writer and i listen to so much man it's always the writers that struggle with this yeah, it's really, that's a really hard question. That's like asking me, what's my favorite record? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> hmm. I've been listening to a lot of Afrobeat lady, lately. I like the vibe of Afrobeat right now. Um, Burner Boy, Burner Boy album, I would have to say, he, that's a really dope vibe. If you want to just get a good vibe going for the weekend, that I would say check that out. African Giant. It's a really dope album, dope vibe. You know, you're the first one to mention Burner Boy. Yeah, he's really dope, man. Yeah, I've got a couple of his songs on mine. And, like, yeah, you just get into this, like, ethereal – 
ethereal kind of like it's weird it's like it's not what you think you'd like and but if you really give it a go there's the the, the melodies there the beats it like brings you in a different place yeah bro yeah especially you got you and your little vibe you got you some drinks going man oh that's the it's a movie bro yeah yeah <laughs> burner boy man great choice but for anyone as i've said before play here's the choice you got to make pla double y uh make sure you check him out as we said lots of projects are out um lots of projects coming single is coming soon it'll be top of the year uh around about that time so stay tuned but man is there anything else that you wanted to plug anything else you wanted to shout out uh follow me on instagram at play today p-l-a-y-y the number two and day uh and just you know follow the journey man we working we building y'all can see us as we grow and yeah stay stay tuned for all the music stay tuned and go get some grills oh yeah go get your grill man go on my lip out now no i'm talking about (laughs) thanks for listening to the show please like and subscribe and follow me on instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news also don't forget to check out my patreon under hip hop hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show bye for now